Welcome to another episode of Pas de I'm your host, Jessica. And I'm your host, Clara. And we are here today with Prince Cradell. We're really lucky to be able to interview Prince today. He's in town for only five days um, with the Netherlands Dance Theater performing for uh, Fall for Dance in New York City. And of course, Netherlands will be back in New York City next month, November, for a longer engagement. We'll put all of the info about that on our website, etc. Um, but right now they're in town for just a short while, and we are actually interviewing Prince at City Center in the middle of his rehearsal day. So thank you so much for <laughs> accommodating our interview. Um, we'll give you guys a little bit of information about Prince, and then we will dive right in. Prince Cordell is from Bronx, New York, and began his formal training at the Ailey School. After graduating from LaGuardia High School for Performing Arts, he continued his studies at the San Francisco Ballet School. Subsequently, Prince joined Ailey too. And since then, Prince has danced with Alonzo King's Lines Ballet, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago, Ballet du Grand Theatre de Genève, and currently Netherlands Dance Theatre. Prince has also worked as a guest artist for Complexion's Contemporary Ballet, as well as the project Jacobian Pronk. In 2006, he received the Isadora Duncan Award, and if I had to say so myself, I would say his movement quality is very dynamic and powerful, yet he also has a graceful fluidity. So we're very excited to interview Prince today and learn more about his experiences with Netherlands and his really dynamic career in dance. So welcome, Prince. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so to start off with, what are you performing with Netherlands Dance Theater these five days that you're in New York for Fall for Dance? Here at Fall for Dance, we're performing a piece by German choreographer uh, Marco Gerke. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, and the name of the piece is called Woke Up Blind. Um, it's a short piece. It's actually just 15 minutes. So that's what we're doing here. In fact, we will do that also in November, as well as for other pieces from other choreographers. I'm somewhat familiar with Gerke's work and I never know how to pronounce that last name either. Could you give us sort of like a, just a general description of what the piece looks like and what it's been like working on that piece? Oh gosh, so describing Marco's work, ugh, I don't wanna use negative adjecti adjectives, but it's sort of short and snappy. I would say less fluid, uh, but it can have a fluidity to it. Really sort of almost like if a rubber band snapped, I would describe it like that. Um, it's very energetic, very powerful. Um, we sort of have a joke when we do his work. We say schnapp, schnapp, like snap, snap. <laughs> but that's the, German, the, that's the German version. So it sort of helps us get going um, to have the right energy in order to perform the work. Yeah, interesting. So uh, you've been with Netherlands since uh, 2013. And uh, we're wondering uh, what have been some of the most meaningful or unique things about dancing with this company, which is such a unique company and so well-respected throughout the world. Um, and you've been with so many companies, so tell us. Gosh, for me, the great thing um, about being an NDT has been, of course, working with all of the choreographers that tend to come through there, such as Crystal Pite, Paul and Soul, um, Marco, uh, Sharon, Hofesh. Um, who even some of them I haven't actually had the opportunity to work with, but just sort of being in the midst of having their creative energy there and seeing 
a piece sort of uh, grow from studio to stage has been, it, that's really an amazing experience. And then for me, the top, top, top great thing about being an NDT um, is being around the artists and being able to sort of feed off of, off of them and learn from them. And um, it's interesting. I think it's one of those companies where you have such a different group of, of dancers sort of thrown together in the same bucket and it's, it makes the company. So for me, that's been the best thing about being an NDT, to learn from the dancers or from my colleagues. <laughs> I guess I can definitely relate to that because I remember as a dance student really admiring certain qualities that other students had. And I guess in a way I was just blatantly imitating what they were doing. But what might be some things that you've learned from the artists or just being in the environment that you are? Like how has that helped you grow as an artist? Coming to NDT, I think I've been challenged in lots of ways to, to work on being a character, I guess. So for example, we did Sleeping Beauty by Matt Sack. You know, that was like a really sort of a great opportunity opportunity for me to be able to dive in to to having to play a character. A lot of the dancing that I've done before um, in my past has been very abstract, such as like dancing with Alonzo King's Lines Ballet. It, it was more about a vocabulary and deconstruction of ballet or, or modern. So that's been something that at NDT that's really helped me. And also, I guess, now that I think about it, being also being in modern and contemporary works and having to play a role. So, so less of the classical ideal, because of course Sleeping Beauty is Matt's X version. Okay. So um, of course it's not classical ballet, but Sleeping Beauty, it still has sort of classical ideals. And you have the four um, sort of the men who are trying to charm her and Aurora and so I think that with modern, with more modern works, it's been interesting to play a different character or an emotion even and, and just see how that develops within myself as an artist. What character did you play in Sleeping Beauty? I was one of the suitors. So you guys know how there's this classic, the Rose Adagio, um, with the, there are four males and they're trying to sort of win her love. So <laughs> I was one of those characters and actually it was really great because um, during that time many of us had to play two characters so in one scene I was that person and then in another scene I was sort of like how do you describe it almost like we were ballerinas mm -hmm. it was it was silly and then in another scene we were like men running around and and the female had on, and then the women had on dresses and so this masculine and feminine ideals a play on that and so just the point is, I guess, just within the course of one evening, you know, to have to have these costume changes and just to jump into a different scene, almost like how actors do, that was really sort of great and cha challenging. Yes. Let's back up just a little uh, and make sure we cover um, a little bit more about you before we go on to more about the choreographers and the experience of working with Netherlands and these other companies. Um, so tell us how you would describe yourself as a dancer and what styles of dance you gravitate towards. That's so difficult. <laughs> I mean, how would one describe them? Um, how would I describe myself? It's, it's interesting for a big part of 
of my career, I felt like, oh, I want to try. When I first started professionally, I thought, oh, I want to be good at ballet. And, um, and now that I'm older, that seems to um, not really matter as much. But also because I think, you know, we train every day and it's, it's become sort of a basic training that we have to do. And so other styles, uh, such as hip-hop, modern dance, um, urb things that are more urban, I guess, things that seem to gravitate more to the people and th that are maybe, not to say it in a mean way, but less sort of uh, sophisticated art. It's, you know, and I think it's been really interesting, especially with dance, to see how even with television and, you know, these shows like, like So You Think You Can Dance, or even Dancing with the Stars. It, it's just interesting to see how dance has sort of like re-emerged, you know, within like pop culture, almost like the 70s with Gelsey Kirkland and Misha. And, and so anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, yeah, I really, I, I like this, uh, the, mer the merging of all styles. Um, I don't know if, I <laughs> if I'm a, the best example of that, but I'm trying to be. <laughs> I guess, you know, yeah. So. I really love choreographers such as Crystal Pite, who are actually influenced by both ballet and hip hop. And you can see that very clearly in her style of movement. Do you find that because you gravitate towards the styles that you just mentioned, that maybe you enjoy doing certain choreographers' works more, such as someone like Crystal Pite? Well, th that's interesting. I'll start by saying, I have. I actually haven't worked with Crystal, um, and so I'm really excited because we're going to work with her this year. We're doing a full evening called Parade in May. It's going to premiere. I have had the opportunity to to learn some of her works during the time that I've been in the company as a cover. So I mean, I love it. And again, I think NDT is really the artists that are there. No one's. I think that everyone has sort of their own thing going on. Some people are more urban, but again, there's technique. The technique is there. The the training is the training is there. That's a better way of saying it. But um, I've learned that sort of not to be afraid of what you bring to the table as an artist. And I think being around even being around Crystal, being around this group of artists, choreographers, and dancers, it brings all of those things out of you, and it's amazing. It, it brings me back to when I first started dancing. and I first started at a, um, a, boys, and a boys and a Girls Club, so like af inner city youth after school program. And you know, so we had tap, and we had African, and we had jazz, and it's, it's amazing at this age to see how that's all sort of in there somewhere in some way and it's just it's really nice to be able to try to tap into it and bring it out uh, so on a related note uh, given that Netherlands actually brings in a huge range of really well-known contemporary choreographers um, we're curious to know who have been some of your favorite choreographers uh, to dance to dance for and to work with so far at, at Netherlands <laughs> so it's Oh gosh, it's again, so many people come through, but I'll just, I'll stick to this year. since uh, So we started our season in August, which means that we haven't really had a whole year, but so far this year, um, I've worked with Sharon Eel, Eel and um, 
Yeah, and so that has been really cool, and um, especially for me, it's been sort of a delve in a different direction. And um, I mean, I've done the work of Ohad Naharim in, in the past, and that was really awesome, but uh, it's been interesting to have someone from that sort of uh, school, I guess, is a way of saying it. And so... Wow, yeah, totally. And you see that in her work, yeah. But uh, it's been so great for me to be able to work with her. And I think throughout my time at NDT, I've had the opportunity to work with many choreographers. But this year, it, was, it sort of threw me out of my comfort zone in a way. And also, she's just, she's so happy. And she has this energy that you just want to go with her, you know, you want to go where she's going or search for what she's, oh. you know, so it's really. That's um, why she took 12 of Ohad's dancers with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just great. That was a really great experience. I love hearing that about her energy too because we think about maybe the quality of movement or the exact type of choreography that somebody is doing as being the factors that you know, a dancer would normally consider for who they want to work with, but oftentimes in any profession, it's sort of other things about someone that make you want to work with them or go with them and follow them. Like you say, it's uh, kind of their inspirational factor. Yeah. So that's really interesting to hear behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you give us an example of what it was like working with a choreographer recently or a choreographer who you enjoyed working with? Well, uh, Paul and Sol have been the ho house choreographers at NDT for quite a while. Or I don't know if that's technically the right term to call them today, but I know that they were at one point. And so anyway, for me, it's been really great to be there and sort of see how I've grown within their works. I think their work has been, uh, it's been the works that I've performed the most since I've been there. And it's been interesting to see how from the first year of doing their choreography, how I approach it now to this fourth year. Like I remember working with them in the beginning and I was sort of really shy because I'm really shy. And she was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, but you know, she's like, we're just going to work. We're going to make something. And, and I also love that working with them is so collaborative, you know, you, it's like what, it's almost like what, what you get out is what you put in. And so I kind of learned that a lot with them. You know, they're like, okay, let's see what we're going to do. And then you sort of shape um, the steps into phrases, and then it becomes something. Do they work with you one-on-one, -on -one or is this always in a larger group? You know, so, um, well, the first time I worked with them, it was a very small group. It was just, I think it was six dancers in a in a piece called Stop Motion, which we're also will be doing in November. Okay. And so um, that was an opportunity for me to really sort of work closely with them. Or, you know, if, if there are just six dancers, oftentimes there are duets or solos. And mm -hmm. so, and then there have been other instances where it hasn't been that, and it's been more of um, an ensemble approach. And okay, how do we get uh, 16 people on the same page or to have the same idea so yes <laughs> um, I think that's a theme that comes up quite a bit when 
dancers talk about what it's like dancing for European choreographers is there really is this focus on collaborative work. How would you compare that to your experiences dancing for other companies in the U.S., but also your experience at Ballet du Grand Theatre de Genève? It's interesting. I think, like, now more than ever in, in 2016, it really seems like a collaboration in, in general. Like, it, seem, it seems like the days of choreographers sort of saying, this is what I want, and I want it my way. Is, I mean, I don't want to say that it's obsolete because that's not true, but um, I think maybe maybe choreographers are finding that they can actually get more out of, out of their craft or choreography by sort of consulti consulting with the dancer. And I think also on the flip side, <laughs> dancers sort of dance better when they're, when they're happy and when they're inspired and when they're sort of not just going through the motions, not being cookie cutter about it, or even not being just, you know, sort of told what to do and drilled. And so it's, I guess it's just like anything in life. When someone asks you what you think, then you're like, oh, well, okay, this is what I think, <laughs> you know, so. And then you mentioned uh, Grand, uh, Ballet du Grand Théâtre. That was, let me think. Yeah, even working there, I felt it was, uh, when it came to doing new creations, it was very collaborative. And who's a, who's a good example? Um, we we did a piece with Emmanuel Gatt. Um, we did a piece with uh, Ken Asola, actually. And so, yeah, I, I really found that what we brought to the table, then they were able to, to develop and say, okay, keep that, or, oh, that's really interesting, let's, you know, keep going in this direction with that. And so, yeah, um, if it was a piece that I was going into that was already choreographed, which um, in my memory that sort of happened a lot in Geneva, then of course that was more of being drilled and sort of trying to go into someone else's role or character or track, we call it. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, we have a little bit more background noise, uh, just construction outside the window. Um, so using that as a jumping off point, uh, what are some key differences you noticed in the various companies you've danced for? And uh, also, do you think there are differences uh, from your experience between US companies and European companies? Well, I mean, I think there are differences. I, I, I hate to say this, but it seems like dance, <laughs> dancing in Europe is it's kind of more secure in a way if again if we're talking about being in a company because you have a pension and you have health insurance and you know whereas I think in America it's perceived as oh well if you're in a in a high level company then of you know if you're in San Francisco Ballet for example then you have um, you know you have health insurance and you have a pension and but maybe if you're in a smaller company, you may not have access to those benefits. Um, and I think that in Europe, there's a sort of a precedent set um, in terms of benefits and, and, being, and dancers having security. Um, so yeah, not to get too technical, but I think that's a big one. I, I wouldn't necessarily say that's the, one of the main reasons why I moved to Europe, but I am, I'm happy for that, you know. Other differences, let me think. 
I don't know. I've been around a lot. I think now it's all sort of meshed together in my mi- <laughs> in my mind. You know, I think I think in Europe there's definitely more time set aside for creations. I feel like in America it's typically, of, of course, unless it's a big production, but we're talking about a normal piece, maybe 20 minutes or or let's say not more than 40 minutes. You know, typically a a choreographer has three weeks, four weeks. Four weeks is is like a lot of of time, like being nice. Most have three weeks, I think, in America. Whereas in Europe, you have like maybe double that, you know? And I think that there is also a lot of time um, set aside to develop how the stage is, how the stage will look, how the scene will look. You know, what kind of lights do you want? Um, do you want a set? Do you want, I, and I feel like this is also a part of having, the, having that six week period to really sort of develop a work outside of just the movement vocabulary, which is not to put America down in any way. There are great choreographers here as well, but it's, it's more sort of American in a way, like there's this pace and thing, uh, things need to happen and the piece needs to be done. And I think there there's a bit more leeway with time. Um, so what would you say you're most proud of in your career, since you've had such a varied career between U.S. and European companies? Oh, gosh. It can be multiple things. Okay. Um, What am I proud of? (laughs) Okay, this seems a little bit cheesy, but, like, one thing that's made me really happy is, like, to develop as a teacher of dance. I teach, I've been teaching at Lines Ballet um, during the summers. I've also taught at the Ailey School which also sort of goes back to the early part of my career because I I worked with Alonzo King. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I really, I don't want to say I love teaching, but it's it's really sort of rewarding to see um, how quickly um, students sort of respond to the input that you give them. And at the end of every summer, I'm always, it's actually really hard and you know, to have a group of students, 30 students in front of you, sort of waiting. But it's always really rewarding in the end. Which, um, another thing that I'm also really proud of also relates to Alonzo King. I've been able to help him set his works. One, um, to, to set his ballets, ballets that he's choreographed, um, but on other companies. So for example, Hubbard Street Dance Chicago performed a work of his called Following the Subtle Current Upstream. And I set that piece on Hubbard Street for for Alonzo because he was busy at the time and he couldn't be there. And then he came and sort of uh, reworked things. Um, but that was really, really sort of, yeah, I'm, I was, I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> Um, also, ironically, because I did because I danced in Hubbard Street Dance Chicago as a dancer, as well as for Alonzo, and so to be able to go back to Hubbard Street and um, set one of his works was really awesome. That was when did when did I do that? That was kind of a while ago. I don't remember <laughs> the year, but um, yeah, that was really fun. And also, I think in general, just for someone to respect your opinion of um, their work enough to allow you to 
transfer their ideas to another group of people is that's like a huge honor so yeah i'm like forever thankful for for being able to to do that and i'm proud of that <laughs> if i can say that i think that's really cool because those two things are also um, things you can do at any point in your life and it's all there's always the question of what do dancers do when they're done dancing so if you're already feeling like proud of um, other part you know other roles in the dance world and discovering what those are then you're ahead of you're ahead of the game um, and that's one thing that we're hoping some of our listeners who are also dancers will get out of the podcast is ideas of where they can fit in the dance world and all the many things you can do um, in the dance world so thank you so on that note do you have any future goals in the dance world? And does it involve what you're most proud of? <laughs> so I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I'm, so I'm, um, I'm a St. Mary's uh, LEAP student, which is a program that um, performing arts professionals you can, you can do to get a, a bachelor's degree, a liberal arts degree. And so, ironically, I'm almost finished. I've been doing it forever because I've been dancing as well at the same time. So it's, it's, it's my last year, and so we have to do internships. And ironically, I'm, al I'm also going to, um, to Ghana in December as a part of this sort of cultural exchange. It's, and it's just a week. But you asked me what I want what I want to do when I stop dancing. So I'm not sure, but I, I'm hoping that after I finish my degree, all of that will become very clear. But you know, I really do like setting works. It's very difficult for me to imagine myself being able to make a living doing that. Um, realistically, at least at this point, because I just did it, you know, once. And so who knows? Maybe. I don't, I don't know if I would want to be bound to that all the time. I don't know if I would want to be bound to teaching all the time. So um, it's ironic. Maybe, maybe I'm headed in the right direction more than, more than I think in terms of being able to do a couple of different things and find the joy in that <laughs> and, and still be able to sort of make a living and But it hurts. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much longer I can go, actually. But I just have one final question. Um, this is always my favorite question to ask. Are there any choreographers that you like watching now, or that you think are just kind of hot at the moment? There are so many, and I hate to like. I'm not going to make it about NDT, but so there are lots of choreographers that sort of come out of that institution, let's say that organization. And um, some of the younger ones who I really like are, we call him JJ. He's one of the dancers in the company. His work is really great, JJ. And then also another one who you, who you may know is Brian Arias. Arias? Um, yes, yes. And so... Um, I like his work a lot, sort of, you know, young and fresh and new. They're a part of a series called Up and Coming, which gives, you know, the dancers the opportunity to make pieces at a smaller theater called the, called the Corzo Theater, yeah. 
And then also um, we do Switch. It, we call it Switch, but many companies do uh, sort of a fundraiser where the dancers uh, put on a show, and so they all choreograph. And this is also something great that really happens and um, I think is a way um, for talent to be sort of developed, yeah. choreographic talent to be developed there. Well, thank you so much, Prince. This was really enjoyable and just fascinating to get a glimpse into your life with Netherlands Dance Theater. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, and you guys are so kind. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs>